This is the PLC report. Um, this is Wasso. We this have is a cool one. Yeah, and um, we're sitting here with Mandy Bowman of Official Black Wall Street. I lived in Brooklyn my whole life, so I'm like, I want to move somewhere else. Okay. And I wanted to be in Harlem, but mm. Harlem, um, like the prices and everything with gentrification, yeah. it was just like, not yeah, crazy. it's not worth They'd it. Be Even not though crazy. I love Harlem so much, so I went Harlem's a little a bit place. further. Yeah. Harlem shows a lot of love. Mm-hmm. Yes. So and now this I'm is in- coming from a Brooklyn guy. Look at it. Yeah, so now I'm in Washington Heights. Okay. Oh, yeah. That's okay. mad far. Deep. Okay, yeah. that's pretty deep. <laughs> We're both like uh, like almost an equal level of deepness right. where you live. <laughs> yeah. Like, Washington, Washington Heights, Heights is pretty deep. Yeah. They got really good Spanish food, though. They do, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> is Spanish food Yo, great? the funny thing is that about a, about a year and a half ago, I used to live in Washington Heights, and my cousin from London came here. Okay. So, sh- for her, like, it was a it was an experience going to the, the, um, like, the corner stores and stuff, and she's like, yo, no one speaks English. And I'm like, yo, I don't speak Spanish either, so I can't even help you be... <laughs> Like I can't. They be trying, you. man. They but try. It be working sometimes. Nah, sometimes so it be like fully like Spanish. Sometimes yes. like you get that person that they could switch. switch yeah. It on and on. Well, now nah, where I was, no one spoke English. B. I was like, oh, right. you probably deep. In, I, in, like, I was on one. Cause there's like a part Inwood? of. Deep? No, 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 no. There's Chill. part of oh, that's, you were right. That's God's land. Yes. Yeah. There's a there's a part of Watch the Heights that no one knows that is the, the Dominican Republic. Like you, <laughs> you go there and you just end up in the Dominican Republic. So you probably ended up there. That, that portal that takes us there. That's Apparently. like the only place in the U.S. that you could go to DR. Apparently. Well, not really, but like in New York. <laughs> Apparently, basically. Now the, the funny part about that is that where I lived at. I lived in a gentrified building mm-hmm. in in little DR essentially. Oh, okay. So I would oh, like me too, actually. I'll, yeah, see, so I, <laughs> I would walk away from like from like my 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 nice sidewalk and dog poop all over the place, <laughs> and one block over I would be in Dominican Republic, and I'm like, but I just exactly all right, you did. All right. Yeah. And, and, I, and I was and I was by the hospital too, you so was, it's like you just, was, yeah, just, just ended up in Santo Domingo. Basically, <laughs> it was cool though. It was cool. Though. I, I like I like the experience. Like, what do you you know? Since you've lived in Bedside, lived in Flatbush, which is also you know heavily West Indian, and now you live yeah. in Little Dr. Like, what's the experience like? It's very different. Um, it's actually changing a lot though. Uh huh. Because I, I also live in like a new building. Okay. I think okay. it was built a couple years ago, yeah. and there are so many luxury apartments now mm-hmm. in that area. Yeah. Yeah, and it, it's they just really pop crazy. up out of nowhere, right? Yeah, there was so there's Allegedly. a new one like one block away from me. So I looked at the listing, and they had like one studio for like two thousand something dollars, and I'm Ooh. like, okay, so that's where this neighborhood is going. Oh, mm-hmm. they're trying yeah. to, oh, they're trying to pimp it, <laughs> as, yeah. as usual. Man, so you know, talking about business, like we you know, we have small businesses. This, this, we are part of a podcast network that is also a small business. You know, you work with small businesses. You mm-hmm. have created something for small businesses. So let's talk let's, a little bit about, about, about that. Let's hear right. about that. Right. So I am the founder of Official Black Wall Street. Hey. And yeah, it's basically um, a website and a platform that. Um, highlights black owned businesses mm. okay, so we have okay. a directory of different black businesses everything from like construction to restaurants clothing mm. Mm. Um, right now we have close to 2,000 so far listed wow. um, say anyone, it, say it one more time and flex say, it, do say it one more time. time right now we have close to 2,000 businesses oh, 2,000 right 
um, anyone can add a business mm-hmm. to the website. It just has to be verified that yeah. it's black owned. Okay. Um, but it's been going really great so far. We've done a lot of um, entrepreneur interviews, a lot mm-hmm. of different lists, um, like different black owned businesses that you should visit and support. Um, so the reception has been really great. That's what's up. That's what's That's up. So super dope. from a verification process, like how do you verify? Like what? Is, like what's the requirement for that? So there are a lot of entrepreneurs that have their information like online. Okay. Okay. Or they have like mm-hmm. their about us section. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's not there, then we have to call them. Oh, you call. Oh. Do so you like, guys ever like really just like pull up to see like <laughs> what's going on like in the in like the company to really see like okay they said they're a black owned business let's see what's really going on in there. <laughs> Like not really on some on very aggressive, but like to just you know just to just peep to, to peek see in. what's going yeah. on. Um, I've never had to do that much. Um, <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's been so far. It's been pretty straightforward and simple. Okay. Mm-hmm. Hopefully um, you don't have to do that. Hopefully <laughs> not. Yeah. We've actually run into a lot of entrepreneurs who didn't want to say that they're black owned. Mm. Yeah, which was which was different for me. Yeah, but that's that's definitely an issue. That like. That actually could go into like a lot of things that's been happening recently. Recently, uh-huh. like a, there's a lot of uh, black people that are scared to to claim being black because of everything that's going on right now. Yeah. Right. So I feel like we need like companies like this. Like I feel like that. It's mad amazing. Like two two. What was it? Two thousand. Two thousand. Black owned companies. <laughs> that's amazing. And there's some that don't want to say anything, but soon they're gonna be down. Right. I'm yeah. I'm you, hoping with it. that'll change soon. It will. It will. Yeah. You know. I remember I met. I met one entrepreneur who lives um, in the South mm-hmm. and she told me that she she lives in like a predominantly white neighborhood. So she would okay. tell people that she was like the manager of her business. And I was like, you're the entrepreneur. Like you built this. Why would yeah. you not want to claim that? But she was like, she was afraid that people would not support her business uh, because she's away. black. Yeah. Really? But then why would you want their money if that's, also that's the true. case? I, I think... I think people are struggling. I actually have a I have an interesting story, but like I think people are struggling with trying to create something that's black but not necessarily only want the black audience. Like mm-hmm. we're not saying that you only have to have a black audience, but like like if you're a black person you're presenting it from a black perspective, therefore your audience should be black. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. But because we have like tried to generalize it per se to make it, you know, unisex for lack of a better word then like we end up not necessarily doing that you know like Mm -hmm. when i was in toronto you know and this is a this is actually a story that kind of bothers it bothered me for a while until i made a change like when i used to when i used to present indie creative network to people i would tell them that oh my company is um it's based on urban communities across the world and it's like for someone like me from New York, whatever, urban can be multi can be multicultural. I'm from New York, thus Many of course this is what it's gonna see. Different people in different yeah, cities, right? Yeah. You know, but when I went to Toronto and I was explaining it to someone, she was like, "Nah, like there are all these other um, um, businesses that are, you know, they cater to everyone else. Like you can cater this to black people and you'll be fine." She was like. You know, there like if you like there's a there's a Hollywood, there's a Bollywood, there's no Bolly like no Bollywood, like there's no black Hollywood. We don't have that. So how do we how do we set that up? So mm-hmm. um I I came back, thought about it for a long time. I was like, you know what? Now nah, I'm gonna make sure that I highlight that we are black and brown entrepreneurs, you know, influencers that are trying to create something for the community. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it, it it can be a problem, but like I think it's about re education and I guess I'm relearning what we need to 
or re-educating ourselves. True. Mm-hmm. I feel like sometimes it also comes down to financial security versus being secure in who you are. True. And that's mm. like uh, that's like a lot of, and it's also the system that we're in that like kind of like makes it like what what I'm seeing from everything that's happening. I see like either you make your money and shut up, or you kind of put everything on the line and like might not be able to support your family or feed your family because a lot of people won't fuck with you or give you that financial backing which is like because money monetary things like just money in general is like what makes us live because we need to have a certain like income and like a certain to keep our lifestyle like afloat so a lot of people like sometimes would get scared at the fact of knowing that if I'm just myself fully in front of like different type of people. They might not receive that well, and that might mm-hmm. kill the business or their passion or their yeah. dream. Which I could see why people would be scared of that. But I also feel like when you sign up for a business, you always have that risk. Mm-hmm. Like there's, there's risk. always a ri- risk, even if you're like business. a black owned business. Like sometimes you might not even get all the black people to support you in the beginning. You get what I'm saying? That's true. So. So it's like, and you might go through some struggles, even if you don't let people know, or even if like people like your stuff. So I feel like when it comes to that, I think they just got to be more secure in like who they are. But I mean, but I also understand the other point where it's just like, if you're in a predominantly white neighborhood and you know, these people are weird people, like they, they tend to be real jumpy, like around black people, or they tend to probably stay away from black businesses and stuff because they don't understand it and they don't really know what's going on. So I could see why they would probably mask it or hide it. Mm. But again, me, I wouldn't do it. Yeah, I mean, it's weird. To, it's it's different. Because I remember going to a panel, and it was like a fashion type of thing. Okay. And they were talking about, um, like, black designers making clothes for other people. And other people love black culture. Yeah. Like, they, they love, love you. For, yeah, they yes. love everything, you know, the way that we dress. So you coming into a meeting, like, you're giving them a different perspective. It's not all always bad. Exactly. Um, so I feel like we, we just have to be more secure in yeah. ourselves. Definitely. Like, we don't always have to blend in with everyone else. Again. Yeah, yeah, everyone, we, everyone we loves... We also don't always have to come in like, yeah, I'm black, and I'm here, <laughs> and you better, re- like, yeah, I'm here. Right. Like, <laughs> at the end of the day, like, we just have to make sure that people know that we know what we're talking about, we want to be known, we want to be respected just like everybody else. That's, right. like, the whole point. Facts. So, you know, every entrepreneur has this amazing path that pushed them to do something. So what kind of pushed you to take this major step to create this platform? Um, so it was after I graduated where I, I had read this book about bl- the Black Wall Street in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was it went through like, you know, how they built this whole neighborhood and they had all these amazing businesses. Um, they had lawyer offices. Um, they had their own school systems, their own, you know, post off everything. Fire, you need to do this. Right. And so, and then, you know, it was the whole destruction of it. We already yeah, know that of story. We know about that. Right. Mm-hmm. But then I was just like, well, why don't we have that now? And I grew up in Bed-Stuy. And well, when I grew up in Bed-Stuy, it was a black neighborhood. Yes. yes. When we grew up in Bed-Stuy. Right. It was a black exactly. Um, and I love that about it. And it felt like home to me. So I wanted to get back to that point where we were. Where it was, you know, we kind of supported each other a lot more. Um, so then I was just like, you know, I'm going to support as many black businesses in Brooklyn as I can find. Like, I'm just going to do alternatives all the time. But then I couldn't really find them. I mean, no one has black owned in their storefront. So, you know, how do you know? So 
So then I started doing research and I found some directories, but they were really, really bad. Like yeah. it was just, it was hard to get through. It wasn't really user friendly. Um, a lot of the, the content was like outdated or it wasn't up to date. So I was just like, all right, I'm going to make my own list. Um, and in doing that, I found all of these black businesses and I was so proud of these people. Like I had no idea that we had like black owned banks and like black restaurants around the corner from me. And so I wanted to share them with everybody. Mm -hmm. And that's what kind of drove me to making the website. Yeah. That's lit. Yeah. That's like keeping the keeping the funds within ourselves. Right. That's yeah. how I, I mean, I always preach this. I feel like almost in every episode there's a point where i talk about we just gotta keep the money within ourselves we gotta build ourselves up we gotta support ourselves and like i feel like every person we've interviewed mm -hmm. has worked towards that has Absolutely. put like that's so it. much that's towards the point of the plc that. report yeah. man like, it's, it's like pretty great and uh when did you start this um so i started social pages for just promoting businesses in 2014 okay. and it was right during uh, michael brown's shooting and that yeah, was what okay. pushed me to like actually do everything um and then i launched the site for it july of last year so 2015 okay okay wow. yeah okay so and so i have i have a background in website development so from a building website perspective like and a lot of people have hard times without without that background to go into it so what gave you the courage to want to build a website to go after a website um so i had taken a, a web development class in college mm -hmm. and so i had basic web skills Down. um so with that and google i was just like i might as well figure something out that works yeah i think i was on a train and i saw like squarespace yeah, or yeah, something yeah. like that so i was like i can build my i can tr hey, at least try and do this that's dope yeah that's what's up that's what's up okay so um oh, i had a question is it um only you or do you are you working with other people it was only or? me for a really long time okay. which was a lot <laughs> oh yeah um, okay, okay oh yeah. yeah so we i now i have someone who helps um approve the businesses that come through the pending okay, businesses okay, okay. um her name is Miriam, and Shout then we also Miriam. have right, and then we also have um, city reps all over the country. Okay. We're still looking okay. for more, mm -hmm. um, and we have some contributing writers too. Okay, right. that's yeah. amazing. So yeah, so two things: one, how would someone apply to be a contributing writer, and how would someone also apply to be like a city rep? Um, they can just email me at info at officialblackwallstreet.com. dot com. Okay, info at officialblackwallstreet.com. dot com. That's right. Okay, guys, good. make sure. You hit that up, man. If you're trying to be a city rep or contributing writer, contributing writer. Mm -hmm. Thank you, my co host. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, I'm, like I'm, I'm here for. I'm like, blacked out two seconds. Hi. But yeah, so. I have this concept in my mind, right? I'm not sure if you're aware of like the Arab, the Arab Spring Risings that was like they happened like 2009, mm -hmm. like around like Egypt or whatever, whatever it is, and I feel like ever since Trayvon Martin died, like we've had like a black political uprising mm -hmm. where we have used mediums that we've had that we have to push our perspective onto people essentially right so i'd say that happened like 2012 then you know obviously mike brown is what everyone kind of notices as as the the blow up mm -hmm. the the straw that broke the camel's back right um how much do you think that has pushed like 
women entrepreneurs specifically, which is like the leading demographic of small business owners Can. now. Mm-hmm. Shout to yourself. Right. How, you know, do you do think that was kind of like the push else. for us to put our own business together and have us support us, essentially? Yeah, definitely. Um, I feel like people marched. They tweeted. Um, we've done everything. We've been peaceful. And I mean, it continuously happens over and over again. So it's just like, well, what do we do next? Um, and I feel like that's when a lot of people are just like, well, I'm going to start something else or yeah. at least mm-hmm. try this other movement. Um, and I think black women are also always at the forefront whenever it comes to anything political or mm-hmm. protesting or anything. True. Yeah. So I feel like those two go hand the in hand. Biggest, the biggest voting, uh, the biggest voting block in terms of demographics mm-hmm. is black women. Biggest and voting block. So how do you, so I know um, I, I, uh, a couple of people here in New York, we tried to, put together like little small voting campaigns get people to come out and vote and stuff and there were a lot of people who were just like yo like my vote doesn't matter you know like how when you hear people say that like what do you think i feel like it's crazy well i guess there are two there are two folks to it okay um on one end i feel like it does like regardless of what the case may be you need to go out and vote because then you're you're putting your fate and the country's fate in someone else's hands and exactly, we, especially yeah. with this election we definitely can't mm. have that mm. um at the same time i kind of understand where they're coming from where they feel like it like you know even if i do vote nothing is going to change yeah. so I, I get both sides of it but i still think that you should absolutely go out and vote and I feel like there are so many celebrities who say things like, oh, I'm not voting until X, Y, Z happens. And I'm like, don't say that. Like, yeah. don't say it out loud to people. Yeah. yeah. Especially if y'all have this huge following of people who are following everything you do. Like, mm-hmm. that's just crazy to me. Yeah. Like, I, I agree with both of your points. I agree with all of your points, matter of fact. You know, I really think that people, you know, however they gain their celebrity with whatever numbers they have, need to be very conscious about what they say. You know, like. It's okay to have an opinion that is um, different from others, but I think that particularly if you have a following, you need to you know make sure that you understand all sides before you plop your right, ass on careful. one side. You know, mm-hmm. like AKA Jerry Rice. You know, mm-hmm. Jerry Rice was just not down for Kaepernick. You know, the beginning, and we exiled him from the black get, community, and then he jumped right back yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. He jumped right back in, like, oh yeah, I'm here now. You could have. Took your ass time and waited, <laughs> yeah. and then realized what he what he was doing you it gotta, for, and then you know, you got, then gotta, you could have said something. Yeah, you right. gotta always be mindful. Like that's like the one thing when it comes to like stuff like that. Like if you're gonna say something and you know there's a lot of people following you, you gotta always remember that sometimes not not most of these people won't understand what I'm saying, and they're gonna think of it as what they think of it and mm-hmm. run with it. You get right. what I'm saying? And even with the, when it comes to the voting thing, like I. Anytime anyone asks me, I, I tell them, like, I don't say this straight up, like, oh, our votes don't matter. Because I believe both our votes do matter, mm-hmm. but they don't matter. Yeah. At the same time. Okay. Because mm-hmm. it's like, if I don't vote, that's a a vote for Donald Trump. Essentially. You get mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Essentially. But if I do vote for, like, a third party, that's still kind of a, a vote, vote for, for Donald, Donald Trump. Trump. And right. I want to vote for a third party person. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So. In, in that situation, I could kind of understand why people would say that. But, like, there's a lot of people that they just feel like um, voting is Democrat-Republican. Yeah. The one-two. Yeah. They don't know one or the other. Mm-hmm. They don't know and right now, everyone's like, oh, both of these people are terrible. But, like, just, I would say just go with what you feel like is better. Because I really feel like Donald, I feel like they're both not good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I feel like Donald Trump would be worse because he really has no idea what he's doing. Right. So... It's crazy. I feel like this is like some like a 
a comedy movie. It's a joke. That, yeah. It's like a fearmonger versus a liar. A bad, a it's bad like movie so that would get mad like, money like, in Hollywood. Like Trump just attacks on the fears of all like the scared white people. Right. And Hillary just says whatever to be down. So it's just like we. I'm watching this and it's like this is like this is really a joke. Yeah. Like it, we look like a joke. Mm-hmm. I mean, like I, like, I, I, I will say like I. I changed so I don't for first off I don't care what political denomination you are I just want you to vote like I'm never I will never say like oh I, like if you're a Republican like stay home if you're a Democrat stay home like I'll never say that because I want everyone to vote like exercise your right to vote period mm-hmm. right if you, you ex- might as well use it before Donald Trump take it away man right. do something you know <laughs> like just do something please do something you know like I'm much more concerned about local elections people just don't yeah. put in the time and effort into local elections mm-hmm. you know your local like I don't have any, I don't have any garbage cans in my like in my on my block radius. Yeah, I, I don't have any garbage cans. Man. Yeah, you gotta mm-hmm. ch- like that's the person that's putting a, a, a garbage can on your block. You know, like my yo, so I don't know what I don't know what what's what's been going on, but on my block now, um, the police come by one at a time. Like you know, they wait till one side one sidewalk gets fixed, like a piece of the sidewalk gets fixed, and they'll go and get the person a ticket and make the next one do it. Like do their side. It happened. It literally happened on my block for a month. Wow, wow. a month. And the tickets are like, you know, X amount of money. I don't, I don't know how much tickets are, but to fix your sidewalk is like three thousand dollars. That's crazy. As a as a homeowner, how can you handle that? Mm-hmm. That's not Donald Trump or Hillary Clinton. <laughs> that's your local man, right? That you probably yeah, didn't crazy. vote for, you know. So that's more so what I'm concerned about when it comes to politics, or whatever. Like, you know, I'm an independent. I don't go. Honestly, mm-hmm. like the man I wanted, he ain't even here no more. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't believe in Donald Trump, but if that's what you believe in, fine, cool. Like. I don't really believe in Hillary, but like, I feel like that nigga's crazy. So I'm gonna have to vote for her, and right. that's just about it. Mm-hmm. Cause yep. I mean, again, I don't want to wait. I don't want to throw away my vote either. Like I, do, I vote for a reason. You know, I just if you don't vote for a reason, fine, but just take your ass out there and vote. Please. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. My grandmother gave me a whole different perspective because my my grandmother will go out and she'll vote for like a, the janitor or she'll vote for everything she can mm, vote for. Yeah, yeah. But she was just like, I didn't have that opportunity when I was younger. So yeah. of course I'm gonna Boy, go out and do it, it now. Mm-hmm. And right. I see the way the world is moving. They want to take everything away from us, mm-hmm. and we have to just take advantage of everything now while we still kind of have that opportunity to do right. it. You get what I'm saying? Because I feel like the the way everything's been happening, the way that that we've been scared to actually be out kind of in the streets, like mm-hmm. actually like go and protest, actually like try to yeah. you know, get answers from someone who's wearing a badge or whatever and we can't. Yeah. And that's what we're like kind of being showed over and over on the news here and like when, like so it's like we have to just try to take advantage of everything, try to do as much positive things as possible, and like just exercise all your rights that you can. Like your council people, like your mayor, like your governor, mm-hmm. like your senator. Like we should all care equally about all those people. Absolutely. Your Congress people. Right. Because like those are the people that shut the fucking president down. So like <laughs> Trump could get in office today and, and anything he says can just never happen that's because true. congress just shut his whole shit down yeah that's very so true. it's just like wh- why do we only think that like our votes matter when it comes to this when like there's a whole system of a lot of things different happening we just gotta be more it's again yeah. re-education yeah like mm-hmm. you guys are talking yeah. about we gotta make everybody else more aware right so what your company is about yeah yeah so 2000 2000 companies like what how how i guess how big is the network in terms of like what cities, how many cities and states we represent? 
Um, so far, I'm pretty sure we have just about every state represented. We also wow. have some. Ooh. We also have some businesses that are international. Wow. So we have some that are in um, Europe. We have some that are in Canada. Okay. Um, some that are in the Caribbean. Hey. Yeah. So. That's why I'm about to, there. to ask you some real specific questions. Okay. Is there any black-owned ice cream parlors? Yes, there <laughs> are. Let's get it. Is yes. there any black-owned pizzerias? That yes, there are. Okay, hey. okay. There's actually a really good one, a really good ice cream um, parlor shop in Manhattan called Mikey Likes It. Okay. Uh-huh. It's really, really good. Hey. They Mikey have like the wife, the waffle uh-huh. cones and everything. It's really good. Okay, okay. Uh, yeah. Let me think of like a uh, brewery, brewery. Like the way they make beer? Do you have like do you guys even mess that with that yet? That would be yet? interesting. That would be that would be pretty dope actually. I know that we have that there are companies that have their own beer. Okay. And I think there's one, there's like a group of young entrepreneurs that are trying to have their own brewery and I think they're actually in Brooklyn, but don't quote me on that. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. That's that's popping. And uh how many how many of these restaurants well, how many of these have businesses have you actually visited or have you had an opportunity to visit? Um, a lot. Hey. Um, I think that's the good thing about living close to Harlem and also mm-hmm. having family in Brooklyn that you just get to visit a lot of them. Everywhere. Yeah. yeah especially if I go um, or if I visit another state. Like mm-hmm. I have a, a best friend who lives in Houston. So whenever she goes, I always go to the breakfast club or find, you know, different okay. wow. spots out there. That's pretty lit. So how yeah. much research does it take to go and um, find these businesses? A lot. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so before I launched the site, I wanted at least a thousand businesses on there, yeah. which is really ambitious. But um, it took maybe like two years, two, we're like a year and a half of research to find as many businesses as I could wow. um, and make sure that they're all black owned and still open. That's lit. Yeah. Wow. You did it though. I did. That's a lot of work. Mm-hmm. You did that. Well, so, uh, favorite, favorite uh, black owned restaurant. Do you have any favorites? Yeah, yeah, you don't have, have to have a favorite because yeah. then uh-huh. that, they might get jealous. Right, but you have favorites, favorite businesses, yeah, like a few favorites. I have a, or some I have that a you lot. feel like are cool. Um, restaurants, I love the Breakfast Club. Okay, they're in uh, Houston, but it's yeah. really, really good. They have really good um, chicken and waffles. Um, I still haven't tried that yet. I haven't tried it yet. Chicken and You've waffles. Never had have, chicken and waffles. Never had chicken and waffles. Wow. I never, so, would, do you would recommend me getting it from there? Yes, absolutely. Okay, so when I go to Houston, um, I'm, I'm late. Okay, all right, okay. all right, all right. Step one. Right. Um, chocolate, and I think that's how you pronounce it. I, I in went Harlem. There. I yeah. went there. That was dope. Really, um, really nice. Nice little loungy spot. That's right. Cool. Yeah, it's really cool. Um, where else? Um. Streets BK. Okay. Okay. Um, that, that one is owned by yeah, it's owned by Chef Roble. Okay. Mm. okay. Um, so shout out to she's Ryan. She's the one who put me on Chef Roble. Matter of fact. Yeah, it's in Brooklyn, yeah. but it's like the the hard part to get to. <laughs> 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 I think it's like Williamsburg, where you have to go into Manhattan yeah. and then come back. Yeah. Yeah, but it, the food is really good. They have like international cuisine. Dope. Yeah. Fire. Yeah, okay. those are That's my it. those are like my top. Okay, that's a that's a pretty good list. All right, so gotta, you guys run that back and then go to those places. <laughs> you know, hit that negative, hit that that rewind fifteen seconds twice, and you should get all those again. If you <laughs> missed them, write, write them down. down. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. chicken and waffles. Like I've I've really wanted to try it, but you know everyone keeps telling me yo go to Roscoe's, go to Roscoe's. So I was waiting to go to Roscoe's, but you don't gotta wait to go to Roscoe's. There's ch- good chicken and waffles everywhere, bro. Uh, <laughs> Not like I've never everywhere. been to Roscoe's either. I'm mad. I've never not, been to Roscoe's either. See, I'm mad picky. So if I try something 
the first time and it's not Bro, good, I, I will never some, eat it again. I can get you some chicken and waffles and you would die. In a happy, good way. Okay. I was like, not I don't, in like an actual death way. Yeah, we're not talking about that. Man. Fair enough. Yo, you know what? You know what would be dope? If they had gluten-free oh, chicken and man, waffles. This guy doesn't, doesn't like gluten. I see. Thank you. I tried to do that once, and that's okay. the it was the hardest thing ever because gluten is in everything. It's almost in everything. Yeah. yeah. I haven't had... Well, okay. Let me not say I haven't had because it's very hard to be completely gluten-free, to be honest. It's very, mm-hmm. very hard. Especially when you're here and I got pizza. That too, and I, and I love I love pizza. That's pizza God though, but I I, I actually love pizza. That's why too. I asked about the black pizza. We'll, we'll you. talk after. You okay, know, you <laughs> I got you. But no, honestly, like it's been. I started in February, 2015, and it's been a year. I'm going on two years now. That's like, pretty good, man. You've been gluten free, yeah, completely. No, no, not completely. Oh, okay. I was about to say how. <laughs> no, it's, so, I, so shout out, shout out to Dr. Sebi again. I shouted him out the last episode. But Dr. Sebi, um, he has something called an alkaline diet. He's just telling he's telling everybody that gluten free. Um, it's bad. I mean, that gluten is bad for you. So I'm like, all right, cool. I'll just, I'll cut it out. Mm-hmm. And I did. And I went from 162 to 145 and lean. I like it. Okay. I like it. So it works for me. You know, if you're trying to try a little healthy kick or whatever, buy a little Nutri Ninja IQ and mix up your, <laughs> your, your, your veggies I, and your fruits and shit. And I lost them. a lot of weight being gluten full. So, <laughs> but he's a, but he, he's, a, he's actually a listed as a, as a gluten free member, by the way, on Twitter. Really? Yes, he's listed. Oh. You. Oh, you said that you said it in the last episode. What? That you that you were on the, the gluten free list. Yeah, somebody like made a list. Yeah. And it was called <laughs> people that are gluten free yeah. and I was on it. I was See? like, hell no. I like pizza free. all the time. Gluten free now. I don't I, eat I, that. Actually I had gluten free pizza in Queens once. Gross. It was um so crunchy. Not good. It was Gross. interesting. Nah, it was interesting. Nah. Interesting means it wasn't good. Interesting doesn't mean <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. It was just like I like I like I like thicker pizza mm-hmm. and it was just very thin. You know, mm-hmm. and it, it is a hard crust because it can't like it has no flexibility without the without Gross. the wheat. So, I mean, it was it was fine. It's just it's that like eating a burnt pizza. <laughs> I actually, I, I like burnt. I, I would eat. I actually eat burnt popcorn, so I'm fine with that. Burnt oh. pizza, like black. No, no, burnt, burnt mad po- tough burnt popcorn. Oh, that's different, man. Well, I don't know. I wouldn't eat that shit. You eat burnt popcorn? Hell no. I don't eat burnt what? Oh, You're the God. only person. I don't that eat popcorn. Burnt period. Popcorn, man. Well, I mean, I don't eat popcorn that often. I'm not but a big I have no problem. If it was burnt popcorn, is burnt. I'm not eating that. Really. Bro, if a lot of stuff is burnt, I'm not eating it. But that's just me. The only thing I eat burnt, high key, is like a hot dog. Like a hot dog could legit be almost burnt. Turn on the hot, grill. Okay. Only on the grill. Only on the grill. It got to be like, Fair. it got to have that them black marks. And then I eat the hot dog. <laughs> From the grill. All right, bet. <laughs> now, turkey hot dogs are lit, though. I've never enjoyed turkey more than I do now, honestly. I used to hate turkey. I need less turkeys, man. Now that you're on the gluten-free thing, you like it more? What? Huh? Oh, yeah, since... I mean, so... Your taste buds kind of change a little bit, so lots of that used to taste good don't taste good no more anyway. Mm. So it's like it's like you don't even be wanting to go back. So it's weird. Like for example, I used to yo if you put bacon here right now, I'd eat the whole plate. Like that's how you that's how I used to be. You don't eat bacon now? Nah, like Aww. now I smell. I don't I don't eat no red meat. Like no red meat, no pit, no nothing. Mm. I'm sorry. I, I would smell it. I'd just I be like, uh, I'm, yeah, like, I'm, like that, I'm like that kind of <laughs> smells good, but not really. <laughs> And like I've tried, like oh let me just try one. I had them like eh, I don't even know what the height was anymore. I just put it back down. Wow. Yeah, yeah. That shit. It changes your taste bud. Like even yo for a while I couldn't eat chicken. Like it made me sick eating chicken. Yeah. Let's cut yeah. this. I'm not at all for it unless you on all fours. But lately I've been maybe bothered like I'm a small four. My bronze, Lamont's on the bronze. Twenty three inches when we take flight. I be cutting through the city like a steak knife. Three feet. On your ass, like I said, a break. Like, matter of fact, just today, 
there was, you know, people have been talking about, you know, why can't black people act like what Martin Luther King taught us? And a, sheriff, a famous sheriff, or air quote, famous sheriff, he went on the news today. He's also a Trump supporter, so that's uh-huh. neither here nor there. I don't even know if I want to hear this. <laughs> <laughs> sheriff Clark called uprising in Charlotte something you would see in third world nation like Haiti. Now, wow. aside from the the, the the part that I didn't even notice the first time where it said like Haiti, um, there are places across the world, in Europe, our ally, for example, mm-hmm. where they, they ride every day. There's, there's protests every single day in a lot of those countries. Like, I think France is like the pro- the protest capital, but because it's black people, it's like a third world nation. What yeah, is that? that's the thing. That's the thing with me. I'm I'm not against riding. I might catch a little heat for saying that. Just because you can't it's you can't dictate right, you can't dictate how people react to you killing their people yes, over exactly. and over yes. and over again yes. on camera. Yes. So and I I also feel like whenever it comes to riding, when it's white people who do the riding, then it's you know just crazy kids or kids. Oh, these kids kids are crazy, right? Or it gets written in textbooks about you know people riding over tea, but when it's Mm -hmm. when you have black people who are riding over, it becomes some threatening, violent thing, right? But it's just like, well, what did you expect if you continuously kill people kill for people. no reason on camera? Like kids riot over winning football games, man. right? Winning, winning games, and they still like riot, and it's crazy to me. It, it really is, you know. Like I'm, I wouldn't say that I'm like I'm not against riding. I don't advocate for riding. Mm-hmm. What I what I do say though, and what was really like the the eye opener for me was that I didn't know that Baltimore had beef until the day that they had the riot and they were protesting for 13 days prior to that and it was peaceful right you understand so rioting it brings attention to a situation that was being ignored so mm-hmm. yeah hell yeah that's that works if that if that was the purpose that works but rioting needlessly i don't understand that right and, you know like for a game like- my my team wins the the super bowl yeah, i'm not you. flipping over cars I, in the middle of manhattan right all i say is that if black people riot because of this it's I don't, I don't see anything wrong with it. It's wild. Honestly, I, mean, I feel like you guys if if there was a bunch of white people being shot senselessly in the streets like out of nowhere, you know how much people like white people would riot like yeah, crazy. Yeah. If like cops were really just doing this to white kids like randomly like not even caring like just shooting any like young person that they felt was it would be crazy. Like mm-hmm. white people crazy. would go crazy like and not only would they be like not fucking with companies and they would try to sue them and they would do this but they would also be violently going crazy yes. mm-hmm. it would be white people in the streets with guns police in their neighborhoods Wild. away from police like right yeah i've seen white people grab cops yoke cops up i've seen yeah. all the a time cop grab yeah. a white person and the white person's like get the fuck off me and then yeah. like mm-hmm. the cop gets off and looks at them like oh well i'm sorry, sorry about like, that yeah. you get what i'm saying so it's just like low. at this point what do you guys expect like, right and again if you're coming to a riot with mad gear on, you know what you was coming for. Mm-hmm. If you if you if you coming with like military gear and y'all cops and y'all coming to a protest with mad military, you know what's about to happen. Mm-hmm. You you thought that that was what was gonna happen. So probably hoping don't, for it don't too. Play, and they're they are hoping mm-hmm. for it. They want it to happen. Yeah. So then at this point, it's just like stop trying to be a victim. Be accountable. Mm-hmm. Like. The accountability shit, like that's just crazy. You know what I what I will say, or what I'm what I'm interested in seeing at this point now, is November 10th. 
That's the, the election day is the 9th, right? Right. November 10th, 2016. I wake up at 7.43 in the morning and I turn on CNN. Hillary Clinton wins, mm-hmm. right? The next day in the paper, when I wake up at 7.43 and I go on my Apple iOS 10 update and I see my news, I would like to see the, a, a headline, where does America go from here? Mm-hmm. Because we've now seen Billy Joe Bob and Sheriff Clark Coonan on TV. Mm-hmm. And there is a true divide, like not the invisible. Oh, we also div- seen uh, yeah. Don King Coonan yeah. on TV with right. a jean even, jacket. I can't even. So, so I, was, oh I have never God, been emb- that embarrassed in my entire life. Yo, I've never been more. Like, I like, felt I was like he was part of my right. family. Like, I was watching it like, oh, please. Did you see Donald talking. Trump's face in the back? Laughing, though, he was like, like smirking throughout the whole thing. Everyone's laughing. Like, it's like one funny, one big funny right. joke calling Yo. somebody a Negro. Like, in a nigga. Like, that's so like, funny. Like, it I, was it was a spectacle. I've like, never been like, more appalled in my life. Right. If I was in that room, I would. I think I would have physically assaulted him. First of all. He was wearing a bedazzled jean jacket. Like his jean jacket has so many rhinestones. And he was really up there trying to talk to black people. Like we need to listen to anything he's saying with that shiny ass Ed Hardy jacket he had on. Yo, is was he serious? He was really like, Oh, black people need Trump. You need a stylist. You need a suit. You need to dress like an older man that you are. Why are you wearing that? Why are you saying this? Like it was all bad. It was terrible. Like, I don't know why he decided to wear that outfit, why he decided to go for Trump, why he decided to talk that why day. Why he decided to talk like, that day is super I, I just felt like the whole thing was, it's a joke. Mm-hmm. It, the joke's on us. The, I feel like this election is just so that South Park can have material. <laughs> and Family Guy and like all the TV shows could just have material for the next like four years. Because that's how funny this is. Like, Basically. It's, it's really a joke. Basically, like the jokes that we used to make is happening. It's now. happening. It's happening. So, there is no more invisible line. But that is scary, though, because he got to this point for a reason. Like there are yeah. people who listen to him and actually feel like he can be the president of the United mm, States. Of course. It's the people that fear everything that's not like themselves. There's like a lot of people that just believe that, oh, terrorism. Oh, um, black people are gonna are mad dangerous. Oh, the Mexicans are gonna do this. Oh, mm-hmm. if we let refugees in, they're gonna like do this. And it's like all those people also don't realize that the areas that they're from, they will never be affected by these things that they're scared or hate. Yeah. Like, and those are also the people that since Donald Trump is really the only person that's like, y'all don't like Mexicans, I'm gonna build a wall. Y'all don't like Muslims, they not coming in here. Y'all don't like refugees, they not coming in here too. And everybody's just like, yes, you're keeping us safe. We're gonna follow you. Yeah. And these people are really falling for it. Yeah. And it's like every week he flip-flops on something he says. Yeah. And at this point, it's just like, he's just doing whatever. He's like, yo, let me get Don Kane to come let me wing, to you guys. Let, 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 me get, let me wing it real quick. Let me, let me, like, let me yeah, see what happens. Like he... Let me pull a trunk. I don't know. It's like at this point, I just gotta believe that America's stupid. Like, yo, his speech where he was just like, you know, you black people, you're poor, you have no education. You don't have anything. What else do you have? What do you have to lose? What do you have to lose? That's what he said. This is him selling himself. I was like, is this how I'm supposed to? Like, I'm supposed to think like, oh yeah, he was right. (laughs) He's I right. was like, who, 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 who wrote that? Who did you consult on that conversation? He wrote that himself, and then his wife. (laughs) Did a uh, um, uh, Michelle uh, Obama speech? Yeah, I was right. just like, what? yo, they're clowns, man. Like, it's just like everything's a joke to them. You know, you know, you know, you know. This, this, this is actually like, I, I, I have a dream. 
not to quote Martin Luther King, but mm-hmm. I have a dream, right? That um on November 10th, I'm gonna wake up and Donald Trump's gonna be like, psych. He's like, actually, I just wanted to see how crazy y'all motherfuckers would get. Y'all some crazy ass motherfuckers. I was never Republican, but I just wanted to see what y'all were doing. Y'all wild the fuck out. I would be like, you know what? I fucked with you, Donald Trump. Never I fucked with you. If he, you know, honestly, he's already a troll. So if, if, like, he, if he, right. if I don't if even know. That, like, I honestly don't even feel like he's Republican. I just feel like he's Donald Trump. Like that's that ass it. That, like, that I feel it. like it's really Donald Trump he's versus Donald Hillary Trump. Clinton, and I don't feel like she's a Democrat either. I just feel like they're both just two kind of celebrity leveled um, people yeah. that are going against each other. Hillary is like a celebrity in like. In the, politi- the yeah, political yeah, yeah. world, yeah, Donald Trump's a, a celebrity in the business world. Like, so it's basically just a liar versus a fucking dickhead. <laughs> so that's basically what the bad, like a politician versus a business person, like that's a liar versus a dickhead, kind of. Basically, basically when you think about it, basically fair enough. No, so definitely fair. So basically, like we not, have to choose. No, I mean, I'm not saying we're not <laughs> the dickheads, but a, a lot of hardcore Donald Trump type business owners are fair dickheads. Enough. They don't care about anybody else. They just want to get themselves ahead. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whereas Hillary Clinton, she's a politician. They say whatever to get the people on their side so they can get, get themselves, themselves right. ahead. So yeah. it's like those two perfect terrible scales it's that, so was, scary. that was an amazing analogy i like that right that was really good hey man i thought of it on the fly <laughs> <laughs> I, could, I could write for you guys if you guys want me to write your speeches and stuff but yeah like honestly and it's scary it's just scary man yeah. and because I, I i fuck with jill stein she's like mm-hmm. the green party yeah person but people Yo. are not gonna vote for her though man and i like same way i felt about bernie like i wanted people to vote for bernie so bad and like People right now, like if you're not like on TV, either wilding out or saying you got hot sauce in your bag <laughs> or like saying that you'll like get all the Mexicans out of the U.S., like people really don't want to hear what you got to say. Yeah, and, that's and Jill Stein, her um, her vice president, like candidate person, is a Muslim person. Yeah. So that's like, you know how these white people, the Red Wing, Red yeah. Wing America, yeah. I mean Right Wing America, they they not with it. It's, they not it's, with it at all. You know, you know you're. You're right. It it is scary, you know. I. It's scary from the perspective of a political point, but it's also scary from the point of a, a, a Sicilian. Anyway, a Sicilian. civilian, mm-hmm. because you know I saw this tweet today, and the person was like, they feel that they well they're too afraid to call the police. Like if something happened, they wouldn't want to call the police. Like it would right. have to be very I feel serious. The same, way almost. same here. Yeah, I feel the same way. Like I. It would have to be something so crazy where I'm like, nah, like I have to, I have to call the police on you right now. Like mm-hmm. you are wilding the fuck out. But like, if it's something that I think I can handle, like I'm not calling. That's 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 not safe. Right. That's not public. That's not what yeah, public safety what, is for. That's not. You know, I shouldn't be afraid to call the police. I should understand. I should know that when I call nine one one, that the person that's gonna come is going to care for both yeah, myself correct. and this person that I'm calling for because. We are both humans. It's not civilian yeah, yeah, versus. True. It's not. It's not victim versus predator. Mm-hmm. We are humans. Like right. it's scary. And like even with that, like a lot of cops usually come in wild aggressive. So I'm even to the point where like if I see something happen, I'll call nine one one, tell them where it happened. But I'm not gonna be on the scene because oh, I I really feel like there's been a lot of cases where people has been on the scene and got arrested just because yeah they're they there, there yeah you mm-hmm. get what I'm saying and I don't ever kind of want to be that person. so I feel like even in a crazy situation I might be somewhere where there's a lot of white people a white person gets hurt they're on the floor they're like call 911 I'll call 911 I'll ask them if they're you. okay I was like yo you're fine they'll be like yeah I'm like okay I'm leaving I'm they'll be like no 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 wait I'm like no 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 no. they're on their way I'm out of here I'm like 
because situations like that, like a lot of cops will hop out that car, see that white guy on the floor with his leg broken, mm-hmm. see me standing over him, and pull a gun out immediately and be like, "Freeze! What are you doing? Get away from him!" And mm-hmm. I have no. You know what I'm saying? So it's for like, and for uh, for me to even have that thought in my head shouldn't even be a thing. And like I'm a civilian, and to know now that I that, to know now that I, I can't even, even put my hands up in the air because even that is because uh, even that's in the, that even that could get me killed. I don't know. I'm I just I'm gonna just lay down. What are you supposed I'm to do? I'm gonna just lay down. I'm just lay down on the floor. Yeah, it's lay scary. down and put I'm my hands down. straight up. Yeah, <laughs> like I don't I don't I, I'm and I'm gonna do them. I'm gonna move my hand like very slowly too. Like it, it's it's to the point where it's it's nerve it's nerve wracking. Like I haven't been I haven't been pulled over. I got pulled over twice. I got pulled over in 2007. No, 2006. And immediately, like, when we got pulled over, I knew it was DT. I was like, yo, I was my friend. I was like, yo, put your hands on the roof of the car. He was like, what? I was like, put your hands flat on the roof of the car. When they get here, we are, I'm going to move slowly. We are not dying tonight. Mm-hmm. We, and that was in 2006. It's crazy that you have to think that way, too. Yeah, that yeah. was in 2006. Mm-hmm. 2016, my nigga, first of all, I'm turning Facebook Live on. I'm putting my <laughs> phone right on the dashboard. Then I'm going to put my hands up. I'm going to wind all the windows down. Then I'm going to put my hands up. Like, bro, what you need? Okay, I'm slowly reaching for whatever the f- you just asked me for. Mm-hmm. I'm opening my glove compartment. Like, I'm going to sh- say it out. Dictate it. Because I am not dying tonight. I got shit to do. I will not become a hashtag. Right. I just say to all black people, my advice for now is to just make sure that all your papers and shit is just not somewhere where you got to open or reach too crazy. Like, I'm... I feel so like the next time I get a car, I'm about to just tape it to my wind to yeah. my windshield, yeah, like right there. Type, you know, walk to me, it's gonna be on the side of like it's right there. It is right there. Mm-hmm. You don't even gotta look any further, officer. Mm-hmm. Or I keep s- it like where your mirror thing is. Like I just open that shit. Like look, look, there can't be no weapon under here, bro. Yo, you know what? That's actually a good business, a good business idea. Yo, if y'all make someone, yo, if y'all whoever's listening, to, if yeah. y'all make like the little like um, no, 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 keep that idea. Never on mind. <laughs> Never mind. We'll do that. that. We'll do that later. We'll do that later. We're not giving away ideas, dog. Million dollar ideas. Anyway, um, Mandy, we want to thank you for coming. No, thank you for having me. This was fun. I'm I'm, I'm glad. You know, know, it's it's a little late. You know, I know that it's 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 TG TGIT right now. It's gonna take. I'll be home at like 2 a.m. Just pass me the fronto. Hey, mommy, do savage. Give me no eyeblades. Still not a problem. Commas on commas, do spin fire, she call me disco Yeah, poppin' my shit like, oh, this bitch go, she on my dead like Uh, poppy get lean, don't necessarily so single, oh, no Thank You wanna shout anybody out? Yeah, I wanted everyone who has followed official Black Wall Street um, Share one of our articles who has donated, especially um, okay. Share our Kickstarter um, Shout out to Gina okay. um, Anyone at all who is supported in any way, shape, or form, like it's okay. appreciated. Hey, let's do it. Hey, yo, shout out so, everybody in the hood. Right, so you can go to Instagram official Black Wall Street, all one word. So this was a great episode. Oh yeah, and yeah, yes, yeah. so we can do it. We can do this the, the closing cool now. One signing out also with the Y with Wasso. You know, uh, follow, follow me on Twitter at the Real Wise with a Z. And you can follow me on Twitter, cool one, which is C O O L underscore the number one, the letter <laughs> N, the letter E. Everyone gets so confused with that, but we cool, got it this time. Cool and you can follow us on Twitter, the POC at the POC Report. You yes, can also yes. follow us on Instagram, the POC Report, and, and on uh, Facebook, and on Facebook. Yep, everywhere. So we we're signing out, out from the Indie Creative Network. From yours truly, we are. We are. Hey, shorty, fresh shirt. How you doing? I, I wanna get your number up. We can network. Yeah. yeah.
Hey, shorty over there with the red shirt. How you doing? I just wanna get your number, we can network. A little cooling, the way you moving that make my neck hurt. You overdo it, skin it, smooth it, Michael Jackson doing leg work. Oh my goodness, where you from? And can you tell me how to get there? Take me to it, I can chill with you, I'ma dive in head first. We caught pooling, bring your friends, I bring the camp, I bring the amp, we can turn up the singing dance. And if the circumstance changes, we're playing in advance. If I'm another way to get from this way, wait, wait, wait. Let me start over, I think that you're fine, I don't need to approach it. In a way that to turn us into enemies, I just wanna keep the peace like a host of OJ hand. But maybe that's a lot. Truthfully, I just really wanted to know you. Bring around the friends, chill every now and then. Keep that ass next to me like I'm the ogre. Oh, you both, yes, I know. So is it a yes or no? How about you give it a shot? And we'll just see how. How it goes, if you like it then that's cool You could leave, if you don't, we could find some things to do I won't tell if you want He gon' take the party on the road Crash and bring the party home Wake up when it's time to go Life is like a pot of gold Spend some with me, spend some with me When she start to dance on me I can't wanna leave We gon' have to take the party on the road Crash and bring the party home Wake up when it's time to go Life is like a This that morning off the flow You wake up, try to find your clothes Naked as the juice that you've been drinking from the grocery store Naked as the truth, I'd rather have you lying with me, dog. I can't make an honest living lying about the shit I do Everything I say, I stand behind it like I did for you Pause on the bed and you will wind it while I play it cool Fast forward to a month from now On my high horse, I must come down Head in the clouds too long, where is the ground? Niggas been asking who's the king of this shit And the camps where I hit the ground Exercise my right to live this life Every time the sun comes out Jog my memory, would you walk away if my luck runs out? Or would you still be down? Are you still up for the task of living life fast But still trying to slow it down? Church every moment, every kiss, every last, every tear, every joke and frown I don't joke around, so let me know if you just playing games And I can show you how to play this game Hey, we gon' take the party on the road Crash and bring the party home Wake up when it's time to go Life is like a pot of gold Spend some with me, spend some with me When she start to dance on me I can't wanna leave We gon' have to take the party on the road Crash and bring the party home Hey, this is Zofi. Hey, it's Cool One. What's up, folks? It's Wise from the PLC Report. Catch all of our episodes exclusively on the Indie Creative Network.